Porn Free Radio, episode 107, Back to Basics, the seven-day porn-free plan. Back in December of 2014, I recorded episode 30 of Porn Free Radio. It was the first time I talked about a sprint planning process. The idea was, if you want to go porn-free for the next year, you have to go porn-free for this month. So we focused in on creating a recovery plan for 30 days. Tons of you guys have gone through this process, you've created plans, and you've had a ton of success. Well, we're going to build on that process today and focus in on a seven-day plan. The idea of this show is if you want to go porn-free for a month, you have to go porn-free for a week. And this tool is going to be really helpful to a lot of you guys. It's going to help guys who maybe are just coming off a relapse and need to jumpstart their recovery. It's going to help guys who have had trouble getting to 30 days in a 30-day sprint plan. It's also going to help you guys who've had some success but are either getting a little bored in the recovery process or worse, you're starting to edge or white knuckle. A seven-day plan is going to be great for all you guys. Now, this is a power-packed episode. There's a lot of content. And if you feel like you need some more help going through this, I'm actually going to do a free webinar on March 13th, 2017. That's March 13th, 2017. You can sign up for that webinar at the show notes for this show at pornfreeradio.com slash 107. That's pornfreeradio.com slash 107. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast where motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn, get hope, and take action. Even if you feel lost right now or out of control, you can recover and live a meaningful life, free from shame and full of love. Now here's your host, coach and podcaster, Matt Dobschutz. All right, welcome back to Porn Free Radio. Now I have a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. I'm on my fourth K-cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. So I am jacked up, which is great because I have a lot of content to cover. This episode is packed. Now, two other things. I'm wearing a throwback Chicago Bulls snapback hat from uh, the, the 80s. And I'm also standing up in front of the microphone. So I look like kind of a chubby version of Eminem in 8 Mile. And I look like I'm about to spit some mad rhymes. I'm not going to do that. Not going to rap today. But I am going to dig into this content of building a seven-day plan. Now, why am I so excited about this? I Just thinking back to episode 30, that's when things really changed from from just this being a podcast with helpful tips and and hope. Uh, It turned into something where guys started taking action. And they use the tool of a 30-day plan to really start to cement their commitment to recovery. And I love seeing people do that in coaching and in, in and just even in emails from you guys. But this seven-day plan, I think, is really going to change the game for a lot of you guys. It's going to put the focus on recovery each week. And it's really going to help you crystallize your commitment and really get it specific as opposed to general. Everyone has an intention to be porn-free who listens to this show, but it's about taking specific action and really following through, which is going to get you there. So this seven-day plan is really going to help. So we'll get into that in a second. Now, I just want to make an announcement. This isn't a long commercial or anything like that. 
I just want to let you know that April Rev Groups are coming. This is our Rev Group coaching program. It'll be the third session. We've done one in the fall. We've done another one this winter, and it's been great. So you can go to pornforradio.com slash rev to get all the details and to get on the waiting list for April. The guys who are in the groups right now have first dibs at re-upping uh, uh, on those spots. But as those spots come available after March 6th, I'll start assigning them to new guys on the waiting list. So get on the waiting list if you're interested in getting in a powerful accountability group uh, where you can really take even the seven-day plan and our sprint plans and put them into action. So go to pornfreeradio.com slash rev to get on that waiting list. Again, March 6th is when I'll start assigning spots and sending out emails to new guys who have applied. All right, well, let's get into this episode. As I said, this seven-day plan is something that everyone can use in their recovery. Even if you've done well with the 30-day sprint plan, getting clear about what you're doing each week in recovery is going to be really important for, for long-term success. And so this plan really gets specific. You know, it's really going to go past just uh, figuring out your why and figuring out some of your general big goals. And it's going to get really specific. What are you going to do this week? What are you going to be doing on Wednesday for recovery? That's how specific it gets. Now, the cool thing about this technique is everything I tell you today for the seven-day plan, believe it or not, you could actually do on a daily basis. Now, it might seem like a lot, but if you're at the beginning of recovery or you're coming off a significant relapse, doing this exercise each day would be a big game changer for you because you'd really be getting concrete about what am I doing today for recovery? Now, the last couple of episodes, these last couple of Back to Basics episodes, in 105, we did daily tracking. That's that's really tracking what recovery activities am I doing each day versus what relapse activities am I doing. That fits perfectly with what we're talking about today because this is really about thinking through your week and putting uh, putting recovery activities into your week, actually scheduling them. And so it really works well with episode 105. Now, we also talked in episode 106 about the fast check-in. That's where we're talking with our partner or our wife each week about our feelings, our activities in recovery. We're giving them a slip report. We're talking about threats that came up and the tools we use to deal with them. This plan is going to help with that too. It's going to give you, it's going to actually give you something that you can report on. And it's actually going to give you something that you can potentially commit to your accountability partner or your wife at the beginning of the week. Once you go through the seven day plan, you'll have something that you can share with them that actually you can commit to them. And we'll get into that in a second. And it ties in with some of those things, the powerful feelings, the threats, the tools. So we're going to be building on the last two episodes with this episode. So if you haven't listened to episode 105 on daily tracking or episode 106 on the fast check-in, take a listen to those episodes. You don't have to listen to them uh, before you finish this episode, but it will be helpful once you start working this seven-day plan to listen to those episodes. Now, if you're not in a place where you can take notes, 
rest assured, the show notes for this show will be packed with everything you need to implement a seven-day plan. You can go to pornfreeradio.com slash 107 after you listen to the show, pornfreeradio.com slash 107. And it will basically give you the 10 uh, statements that you'll need uh, to build your plan each week. And it will also have a link to a webinar that I'm doing March 13th about the seven-day planning process. In the webinar, I'll go a little deeper about the seven-day planning process. There'll be some visual examples, and I'll also take questions from webinar participants. So it'll be a good time. That'll be on March 13th. You can get the details at pornfreeradio.com slash 107. Okay, so let's start with the setup. Here's what you'll need to do your seven-day plan. You'll need a sheet of paper to answer 10 writing prompts. These are little statements that you're going to answer on the paper. That, that'll, form, that'll be the formation of your seven-day plan. And then you're going to need a paper calendar, or you can use a digital calendar that just looks a week in advance. So, you know, the seven-day blocks, okay? Because the last step that you'll do is you'll actually schedule in some of these activities that you identify from your plan into the calendar. So you need the calendar portion and you need uh, some paper or a place to actually answer these questions. Now, you could do this in Evernote or OneNote also. You don't have to do this uh, by hand, but you need to be able to, to do it. This, would, this could be something you could do by email too and and potentially send to your accountability partner. So anyway, you need a place to write it down, uh, respond to these writing prompts, and then a place to schedule in any of the commitments that you need to make in your calendar. Okay, so you're, you have your piece of paper and you have your, your calendar. First thing you're going to do on your piece of paper is you're going to define what week it is. And I like to start my weeks on Monday and go through Saturday. Sunday and so that you'll be doing this planning process on Sunday night. Sunday night is a great time to think of the week coming up. It's a natural break point for a lot of us. And, um, you know, you might have a, a non-traditional schedule, so that might not be the perfect set point for your week. But for 80, 90% of the people listening, Sunday night is a great time to sit down and write your plan out for the upcoming week. Now, what's awesome about the seven-day plan is you get an opportunity to think about this week and this week only. So if you're traveling this week or you have a different schedule this week, you can customize your plan to this week. And that's one of the, the kind of the down parts of a 30-day plan is you have to sort of generally think of the whole month and you're not thinking week to week. And so what happens is week two or week three of your plan, all of a sudden you're traveling for work and you're, everything's up for grabs. You have a different environment. You're getting up at a different time. All your routines are thrown off. So this seven-day plan really addresses that. It, it allows you on Sunday night to go, what is actually happening in my world this week? And how am I going to do recovery activities no matter what's being thrown at me? So you're going to, on your piece of paper, define the week. And then you're going to go through these writing prompts. Now, the first one is uh, comes from Donald Miller. Uh, it's actually from Viktor Frankl. And Donald Miller kind of modified this for his uh, productivity schedule. And I'm kind of using this for 
your plan. And, and it's this idea of thinking about this week from a future perspective. So you, you write this down. If I could live this week over again, I'd dot, dot, dot. So you're actually thinking of yourself next Saturday night, looking at your plan, looking at the things that you could have done, and you're writing it from that perspective. So you're looking back at the week that's coming up and writing about what you would have liked to have done. Now, what this does is it helps us think through a future version of ourselves. And uh, Frankel actually used this with uh, suicidal patients as a way to get them thinking of themselves in the future. But it's a really powerful tool that allows us to think of what is the possibility of things I could do this week in recovery? What's the most ideal th- type of things I, I should do? What, what are the, the habits, the things I need to do this week to make this week successful? That's a great way to look at it. It's a way to kind of trick yourself and think through, hey, if I was going to do this week over again, what would it look like? What would I make sure was non-negotiable that was in my schedule, right? And start your week with that idea, kind of with a future mindset. So that's the first thing you're going to do. And just write whatever comes to your mind. What would you do if you did this week over? So that's writing prompt number one. Writing prompt number two Look forward and say, things I get to enjoy this week, dot, dot, dot. This comes from Donald Miller, too. Now, what this is going to do is this is going to immediately think of things you're grateful for and things that are exciting and fun in your upcoming week. And because, let's face it, a lot of recovery planning when, you know, (laughs) when you look at a guy's plan, a lot of times it's all these things that I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go on YouTube. I'm not going to be on the computer after 10. I'm not going to double look at the girl on the subway. I'm not going to do this. It's like all this stuff. And when you write a whole bunch of things like that on a plan, in, in the inside, what you're telling yourself is, I'm not having any fun. I'm just, I'm just doing this recovery and recovery sucks because it's all about what I'm not getting. So I want you to start your week thinking about what fun thing do you get to do this week? What are some things that you get to enjoy? And start from that grateful perspective. Start from that sort of um, positive perspective. And, you know, if if your week just looks like a crapshoot, there's nothing good on the horizon, then you got problems. You're not going to stay sober. Because we go to the porn to deal with uncomfortable feelings, to deal with trying to take care of ourselves. So if you have nothing to look forward to, that's a problem. And that's something that you need to be proactive about. And if you're just working too much and you're just going from one thing to another and you're just a little hamster on the wheel, that's a problem. So think through clearly things I get to enjoy this week. And because that's a forward thinking question, you have a lot of control about what happens in your week. You have a lot of say over what happens over the next seven days. So you're not helpless. You're not a victim. All right. So writing prompt number one is if I could live this week over again, I'd dot, dot, dot. Writing prompt number two is things I get to enjoy this week. 
Now the next two prompts go together. Now, if you've made a plan at all in the last couple of years and, um, or have listened recently to episode 95, one of the keys that I like to have people define is their why, their big reason for going porn free. And the way we construct your why statement is we talk specifically about the cost of pornography. And you can go back and listen to pornfreeradio.com slash 95, episode 95. You can listen to that. And we define the costs of pornography to you. And we talk about the benefits of being porn free. And you put your statement together uh, by taking a major cost to you in your life of pornography and what the benefit is that you're most excited about that you're going to get if you're porn free. So you put the statement together and it, it goes something like this. You, you say, I'm committed to being porn free because I'm sick and tired of this cost, like the cost of shame in my life. And I want more benefit, you know, and you insert the benefit. I want more joy and contentment in my life. So that's your big why. Now, I recommend anyone who does a seven-day plan, they create the why. Um, they go through that exercise. And you can actually write this at the bottom of your sheet, your why. Um, but for, for uh, prompts three and four, you're going to get really specific. Now, this could be tied into your why, but you're going to get specific. And you're going you're gonna, to uh, answer these two prompts. This week, I'm letting go of dot, dot, dot. And I'm four, writing prompt four, and I'm moving towards dot, dot, dot. So let's break down the first one I'm letting go of. Now, this is a habit, a mindset, or a behavior, a specific habit, mindset, or behavior. So for example, you're looking forward to this week and you're like, I've noticed the last few weeks I keep screwing up with YouTube, right? And we've heard that one many times, right? YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. It's like, it's like the most, <laughs> it, it, it gets more guys off track than just about anything else. So, so you might identify that this week I need to let go of YouTube. And what does that mean? What's the action that you're going to take? So now you need to think, you need to think of what you're letting go. You also need to think of what the action will look like. So it might be that you just are letting go of it all together. You're deleting the app and you're not going on YouTube this week at all. Okay. That could be one thing. That's, that's one strategy. Maybe another strategy is you're going to limit your YouTube use. You're not going to use YouTube at night or you're not going to use YouTube um, after dark, right? Or maybe you're going to put a filter on YouTube. Maybe there's, you know, a safe search that you can put on it, uh, a child lock, whatever it is. You're going to make it safer, right? Whatever the action is, that's what you're going to do. Now, there's other things that you might give up. Like, for example, you might, um, one of the things that you might give up would be a behavior like staying up late, like staying up past midnight. Well, that would be really clear what the action would be. You'd go to bed, you'd be in bed by 11 or you'd be in bed by 1130, right? So it'd be clear what the action would be. Um, mindset might be, uh, I'm letting go of negative thinking. Like I'm not going to beat myself up and, and say self-negative statements. And so 
you might create an action of, of I'm going to sit down at the beginning of the week. I'm going to come up with five affirmations. And whenever, whenever I'm tempted to self curse myself or to beat myself up, I'm going to remind myself of one of the affirmations. I'm good enough. I'm lovable. Maybe those types of things. All right. So the idea is you're thinking about something you're letting go of. It can be a habit, a mindset, or a behavior. Okay. And you're coming up with an action that's actually going to show that. Now, see, that's one of the things in a 30-day plan that sometimes doesn't happen. You realize, hey, I want to get better at dealing with YouTube, but there's no action that's actually associated with it. But because we're only talking about a week, you could give YouTube up for a week if you needed to. If that's the major, if that's something that you really wanted to focus on this week, that's something you could do, right? You have the freedom to kind of figure it out. So what are you letting go? Now, here's the second part of it. Prompt number four, what am I moving towards, right? You know, Craig Parra, my friend, always says, hey, to, to, to break a habit, you have to make a habit, all right? This is the make a habit time. This is the time where we're, we're moving towards something. So what are we moving towards? We're moving towards a mindset or ideal. And so this might be, hey, I want more discipline in my life. That might be a simple one. Again, you're going to come up with an action. What is it going to look like for you to be disciplined this week? Now, I'll give you a, a little example of something I did last week. I did an experiment. I was listening to a podcaster uh, named Noah Kagan. And he was saying, hey, you want more discipline in your life? He goes, here's, here's a challenge for you. Don't have any dishes in your sink. That was it. He said, don't have any dishes in your sink. That's a discipline habit. You want a discipline habit? Brush your teeth twice a day. No fail. Don't miss. And he, he, he actually rattled off like five or six others. So I thought, hmm, this would be interesting. What if I, what if I tried it? I, I tried the dish one. Well, and I went downstairs and there were a whole bunch of dishes from breakfast and all this stuff. And I went downstairs right after I heard the podcast and I did all the dishes. And I cleaned out the dishwasher and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, throughout the week, whenever I saw a dish in the kitchen or whatever, I just would do it. If I used the dish, I would just quickly put it in the dishwasher or I would put it away. I'd wash it, whatever. Well, guess what? Eight days later, there hasn't been a dish in the sink. My whole family is like, my wife was shocked. She's like, what's going on with the dishes? Like they just keep getting cleaned and getting put away. And I, you know, it was just something I was practicing with. So you can do that. You can, you can pick something like discipline. You could pick something about self-care, love, um, connection. That's a good one. Uh, I'm moving towards more connection. A lot of guys will have that in their why. Okay, well, what are you going to do this week to connect with people? Are you going to call someone in recovery every day this week? Are you going to go out on a date night with your wife? What are you going to do to get the connection, right? Right. I, I was practicing a discipline thing. So how, how am I judging whether I'm following through on that? There's no dishes in the sink, right? It's really simple. So let's review. If I could live this week over again, I dot, 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 looking backwards uh, in the future to this week, what would we do? Things I get to enjoy this week, we're being grateful, we're thinking through potential activities or whatever it is that we that brings us joy, thinking through what we get this week. Three, what are we letting go of? What mindset, 
habit or behavior are we going to let go of? And what are we moving towards? What ideal or mindset are we moving towards? And we're defining actions for each of those. And they can just be really simple. Again, it's only a week. You don't have to make it the biggest life change in the, in the it doesn't have to be a major life change. It could be really simple, just like doing the dishes. Okay, the fifth writing prompt is, I'm aware of these threats to my sobriety this week. Okay, now, in the last episode, episode 106, we talked about the fast check-in developed by Milton Magnus. And he has a really simple way of defining threats. Threats are situations that require recovery tools. And he specifically used the word threats instead of triggers. Because when we think of triggers, a lot of times in recovery, we think of the busty woman at the checkout counter or the um, whatever, the, <laughs> the clickbait at the bottom of a Facebook article that we're just helpless to look at, click on, or whatever. But Milton correctly identified that there's lots of situations in our life that are potential threats to our sobriety. Powerful feelings, stress, emotion, you know, situation, environment, uh, unaccountable time, traveling. There's all different sorts of things that could be a potential threat to our recovery. It's not just a bunch of uh, visual triggers in our life. Now, visual trigger could be one, one of your threats, but if you think a little harder, there's probably other threats that are much more damning than just seeing uh, some cleavage. Um, so you're going to identify three threats this week. Now, you might have a ton of threats, but start with three. And so you might think, hey, uh, I realize I struggle with unaccountable time. And um, so maybe maybe a threat is specifically on Wednesday afternoon, I get off work early and I have a big open gap of time. So Wednesday afternoon is a potential threat. Uh, maybe another threat is late night on the computer. You know, late night on the computer seems to be a, a habit that I get into um, and I need something that is, you know, I, I need to really watch that. That's where I had my last couple of relapses is late night on the computer. And maybe a third threat is, um, oh, let me think. What's a third threat? Uh, I'm trying to think of one that's actually someone's identified, uh, in coaching. Uh, how about, oh, I've heard of an interesting one. I've had a number of guys mention that they struggle after a success or a big win um, or a big accomplishment. So it's actually sort of this, uh, it's a threat because what happens is, is they want to kind of reward themselves after doing something hard or accomplishing something. And so if they look forward on their schedule and they see, hey, I have an award ceremony on Friday night, or I have a big project that's finishing on Thursday. And we're going to go out to the bar afterwards and celebrate all me and my coworkers. It's immediately after those, those big wins and those successes uh, that they've in the past have acted out. So that could be a potential threat. Okay. So once we identify those threats, and this will be really clear, you'll just say, um, uh, I'm aware of these threats this week. The next thing you'll answer is 
the tools I will use this week to eliminate threats. And here's what I want you to do. For each threat that you write down, I want you to write a corresponding tool. Okay, so if you identify that staying up late is part of the problem on the computer, then maybe the tool you're going to use is an Amish shower. Now, we've talked about this. This is where you, an hour before bedtime, you eliminate all screens and you're just reading and getting ready for bed. Or maybe you're listening to a podcast, but you're not doing anything, um, you know, visually with LCD screens. Uh, you're, you're, you put all the devices away and you're just, you're just calming down and relaxing and getting ready to go to bed. That could be a tool. Maybe the success tool, you know, maybe the morning after the big win, you're going to schedule a morning routine or you're going to schedule a self-care activity, or maybe you're going to call someone in recovery um, the next morning to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? So you'll, you'll come up with your threat and you'll come up with a corresponding tool. I forgot what the other, uh, what the other threat that I said was, um, Mm, boy, I don't remember what it was. So anyway, I mean, you can think through it. It's like, um, um, and now the tools I'm talking about are actually activities in recovery. Um, so, uh, you know, guys, if you're setting up a plan and all your tools are, well, I, I got covenant eyes or I, you know, am going to use this piece of software those are fine. Those should be a part of your plan. Those are things that you can add in. But once they're added in, that's kind of, that's not active recovery. That's just reactive. That's just, you put it in and, and you, you identify that as a problem. That's not active recovery. These are tools that I'm talking about are things you're doing, activities in order to sustain recovery. So this is, you know, you know, we've talked about this the last couple of weeks in episode uh, 105, we talked a lot about the recovery activities, making phone calls, checking in on our tribe, um, doing, you know, doing this planning exercise is actually a tool, you know, those types of things, things that actually, you know, reading recovery literature, going to meetings, going to counseling, doing coaching, um, going to your group. Those are all types of recovery activities and tools. Um, so you want to come up with tools that specifically deal with the threats and commit to them. Okay, so let's review. One, if I could live this week over again, I'd dot, dot, dot. Two, things I get to enjoy this week, dot, dot, dot. I'm letting go of dot, 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 and I'm moving towards dot, dot, dot. I'm aware of these threats to my sobriety this week. And these are the tools I will use this week to eliminate threats. Now, number seven is really simple. It's, I will take care of myself with, you're going to identify one self-care activity that you're going to do in the upcoming week. And this is pretty wide open. This could be going on a walk one day. This could be um, going to counseling, doing coaching. This could be um, doing a morning routine, an extended morning routine where you're going to take a couple of hours. This could be a personal retreat. Um, this could be, uh, you know, I had one client who 
um, did like a whole night out with himself. His wife was busy with work. And so he went out to a nice dinner by himself and he got a cigar and he watched a movie that he was interested in. He kind of had this night out with himself. It can be something like that. You're going to pick one activity that you're going to do this week. And um, so that's it. One self-care activity. Okay, we got a couple more. Number eight is, if I have a slip this week, I will dot, dot, dot. And with that writing prompt, what you want to do is come up with a commitment that you'll do if you have a slip, if there's a change to your sobriety of any kind. And so this might be giving up an activity for seven days. For example, maybe you'll give up um, uh, Netflix for seven days, or maybe you'll uh, do an active service. You'll work in the soup kitchen on Wednesday night. Um, or maybe you'll give up a device. I'll give up my iPhone for the next seven days if I have a slip and I'll use a, a, a burner phone or a flip phone. This is, uh, if you've done a 30 day plan with me, a sprint plan, this is the consequence. This is the one thing that you'll do in the case of a slip. And it, and this is supposedly, this is something that should scare you a little bit, something that's a little hard to implement, but something that you can follow through with. So it's the consequence. If I slip this week, I will do this. Now, I've done two episodes on consequences. Uh, they're called the biggest mistake people in recovery make. Um, and there's part one and part two. You can go back and look for those episodes. Um, one of them is, uh, I think, episode four. And the other one is, I think, in the 80s or 90s. So um, you can look all about consequences. But you're just going to define a simple activity or something you'll give up if you have a slip. And number nine goes along with that. If I stay porn free this week, I will celebrate with, and this is a small milestone reward. So for a seven day, uh, a seven day streak, um, you know, it might be something small. It might be like a milkshake or it might be going to a movie with your wife. It might be uh, getting a beer with a buddy. Uh, it might be getting coffee at a special coffee place. Now, I just realized a whole bunch of those are food related, but um, you know, maybe it's something else. Maybe you pick up a, uh, a hobby magazine or something just a little special that kind of says, hey, seven days, I did it. Um, and what I want you to do is continue to have little rewards. Like, and I, you know, the funny thing is I've talked to coaching clients. A lot of times they'll have a long list of consequences, but I'll say, well, what's your reward? They won't have one idea. And I think that is so typical of this issue is we focus on the negative. We focus on the failure. We focus on that kind of stuff and we beat ourselves up, but there's nothing about joy or contentment or moving into celebration. And so really challenge yourself, come up with something. Now, it doesn't, it's only seven days, so it doesn't have to be extravagant, but do something. I heard a guy, um, there was a coaching guy who um, um, kind of loves sweets and candy bars are kind of a treat. And so he split a candy bar with his accountability partner when he got back from a trip. That's a, that's an example. Something really small. Again, that's another food-related one. So if you have food issues, uh, find something else that adequately celebrates the milestone. All right. So let's get to the last one. Okay. Well, let's get to number 10. This is the last writing prompt. I will commit this week's plan to dot, dot, dot. 
Now, who do you think the two is? Someone in your life. They could be someone that you work in recovery with. It could be your wife. It could be an accountability partner. It could be a coach, a counselor, a pastor. But this is key. You need to commit this plan to somebody. It's really meaningless if you're just sitting doing these exercises by yourself and not creating any commitment. The reason why we want to commit is we want to, we want to, we want to make it more real. We don't want these to just be ideal commitments. We want these to be commitments that we're actually following through with. So when we talk about the fast check-in, this would be a great tool to go with the fast check-in. You could have a fast check-in for your previous week, episode 106. I go into the whole fast check-in. And at the end of that, you could say, let me share my plan going forward for this week. Here it is. And you can go through these 10 prompts. What did you write? You can email it to them, text it to them. I've seen guys text screenshots. I've seen people uh, send it through email, uh, send a PDF. You can print it out and show it to them, whatever it is. You can... Um, commit these things. And when you share this with someone, it actually ups your commitment. Uh, writing them down actually gets you something. And right, actually going through these exercises and writing them down will make you accomplish your goals more than not writing them down. But people who write their, write their commitments down and share them with others are much more successful. Um, and especially if you're having an ongoing check-in. So you're going to want to identify someone in your life you can share this with. If you don't have that person in your life right now, that's okay. But that needs to be something that you're moving towards. I don't want to put words in your plan. But when you talk about what you're moving towards, connection with others has to be part of it if you really want recovery. So if you're looking, if you're kind of struggling with what you want to move towards, I would recommend that first, if you don't have anybody that you could share this with. Now, the way you can start to identify people that you could share this with is the fastest way is to be in a recovery group. Now, you don't have to do rev groups with me, but you got to start visiting groups. You got to go to an SA group, a Celebrate Recovery. Uh, you have to look in your local church to see if they have a group. That's That's one way. That's if you can get into a group with some other guys in recovery, that's a quick way that you can identify someone that you can share this with. Now, there's other potential sources. There's pastors in our lives. There's potential. There's coaches. There's there's um, counselors there. You know, you can use your spouse sometimes if you have an open relationship and you've you've been communicating, doing fast check ins. That's a potential person. But ideally, you have one person that you can share this with. And I'd recommend that you'd have other people that you could identify in your life that you could potentially share this with. Because as we've talked about for years, if you know your accountability partner moves away or something changes with their commitment to recovery, it's helpful to have some other people on the short list that you can reach out to. Because you don't want to find yourself in a position where you're on an island in recovery and you don't have anybody you can reach out to. Right? So let me go over the 10 uh, things again, uh, one last time, and then I'm going to tell you how to set up your calendar. All right, number one, if I could live this week over again, I'd dot, dot, dot. Number two, things I get to enjoy this week. Three, 
This week I'm letting go of dot, 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 four. And I'm moving towards dot, 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 five. I'm aware of these threats to my sobriety this week. Six, tools I will use to eliminate threats. Seven, I will take care of myself with dot, dot, dot. Eight, if I have a slip, I will dot, dot, dot. If I stay porn free this week, I will celebrate with dot, dot, dot. And number 10, I will commit this week's plan to dot, dot, dot. And you'll send that uh, or show that to your per, the person you identify. And the last thing that you want to have somewhere on your sheet is your why. Your why from episode 95, your why for doing this whole thing. Okay, so once you have all that on your worksheet, what are you going to do with your calendar? It's really simple. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to take any of these uh, things that need to be scheduled. So first look at, um, look specifically uh, at the first couple of things. If I have to do this week over again or things I get to enjoy, you can just start to put some of those things into the calendar just so you're reminding. Let's say you one thing you get to enjoy is coffee with Joe on Thursday. Put that on Thursday. Um, anything that you're going to do over this week, thing that you really want to do or connect with someone or, or something you want to do with your kids, put that in the calendar. So anything that you identify, put in your calendar. At the end of this exercise, you should have a pretty full seven days of things that you're going to do, actions, commitments, fun things. It should be really rich, this calendar. So anything that involves an event uh, on the calendar or a commitment put into the calendar. Now, specifically, when you get to, to question three and four, I'm letting go of and moving towards. If there's anything in those uh, actions that are time sensitive or uh, you need to put on the calendar, make sure to get them in. For example, let's say you're letting go of HBO. And Monday, you have to call the cable company to cancel it. Put that in the calendar. Let's say you're moving towards more connection with your wife. And you've identified that the action is a date night. Schedule the date night. Those, I mean, what you want to do is you want to have as much, you know, as, as much of the commitments on the calendar as possible. Now, I want to say something important about uh, questions three and four. That's your most significant priority for the week is whatever commitment or action is, is tied to what you're letting go of and what you're moving towards. That's kind of the theme for the week. That's where you get to experiment. That's where you get to add to your plan. So this week you might say, hey, I'm just like me doing the dishes, I'm going to focus on discipline this week by doing the dishes, right? You might say, I'm going to focus on getting more sleep by going to bed by 11. And that's my major thing. That's what I'm focused on this week. When you go back to your accountability partner, you really want to check in on the actions related to questions three and four, because that's where you're really expanding your plan and pressing into new areas. 
Okay, so really focus on those and make sure that those are represented on your calendar. Now, there's other things here too. Obviously, threats, any threats, uh, for example, unaccountable time that you need to block out, put those threats and tools in. For example, if you have unaccountable time on Wednesday, put the tool you're going to use in in there. Make sure it's mentioned in your calendar. Maybe you're going to go to a Starbucks to work instead of being at home. Or maybe you're going to bookend Wednesday afternoon by sending a text to, to Joe on two, on at 2 o'clock and a text, an all clear text at 4 o'clock. Whatever the tool is, put it in your calendar. And also make sure, number seven, put in that self-care activity. Whatever it's going to be, whatever you're going to do for self-care, try to put that in. So you're going to have all those in there. Now, we talked about tracking in episode 105. So you can actually use this calendar that you fill out to do tracking at the end of the day. You can track relapse and recovery activities. And what's cool is some of the things, some of your recovery activities might already be listed on your calendar. And at the end of the day, you can actually, you'll have a, a you'll kind of have something that you can reference and go, oh, I was supposed to make a phone call today and I did. I'm going to give myself a plus plus for that. So you can actually use the same calendar to do tracking. And again, as you as we talked about in episode 106, when you do your fast check-in, a great tool to bring out would be your calendar and your plan for last week. You can actually do your fast check-in and identify you know, what happened during the week? What are, what recovery activities did you say you were going to do? And which ones did you actually do? Another thing with that calendar, you can capture any powerful feelings that came up that day. So those are a couple of the things you can do looking back with this calendar. So the idea is you're filling out your seven-day plan by answering these 10 prompts, writing prompts, and then you're filling out a calendar looking forward to the week upcoming. And these are tools that you can use to use in your in your check-ins too and, and look back. Um, so this is really, this tool is really going to give you, if you tie it in with fast check-ins, if you tie it in with recovery tracking, it's going to give you a complete tool to not only commit what you're doing for recovery and be proactive, um, but work with another person and also track your recovery activities. So it's going to be a really great uh, set of tools. So I'm really happy that you guys have listened to this episode. I realize it's, uh, we're almost at about the 50-minute mark. Um, so once again, I want to remind you that I'm going to do a training March 13th by webinar, which is going to be a little more visual. If you guys are a little more visual, it's going to be you're going to actually see some of these examples. Um, you're going to see... Uh, the form filled out, what it would actually look like. It's going to give you some real tangible ideas of what a calendar would look like and what this uh, process looks like. It's also going to be a place where you can ask questions. So go to pornfreeradio slash pornfreeradio.com slash 107. That's pornfreeradio.com slash 107. It'll give you the 10 writing prompts today. So you can start this. You don't have to wait. Uh, but if you want to get in on that webinar, uh, there'll be a way to sign up and the, with the webinar will be a worksheet that you can download. So I'm really excited about that. Well, guys, I don't have time to, to, to read emails and stuff today. There's a lot of emails that have come in. I'll probably do some of those episodes in the next couple of weeks, answering your emails 
and sharing some of the wins that you guys have had. Um, but I'll, I'll do that in upcoming shows. As always, you can email me at matt at pornfreeradio.com, matt at pornfreeradio.com. I'm the only one right now who reads that email box. And please let me know if there's anything I need to keep private in case I want to read your email on the air. All right, guys, that's about it for this episode. I hope this is helpful, building a seven-day plan. I'm really excited. I'm Give me feedback. I'd be curious to see what's working in this. Uh, if there's anything that needs to be tweaked, let me know. And if you, if you join the webinar, please let me know on the webinar how it's working so far. As I said, Rev Group Coaching, get on the waiting list for the spring group starting in April. Go to pornforadio.com slash rev to do that. And we'll catch you next week on Porn Free Radio. Guys, until then, take hope and take action. Be good. Thanks for listening to Porn Free Radio at pornfreeradio.com. To work with Matt one-on-one, go to pornfreeradio.com forward slash coaching and help us get the word out by subscribing to Porn Free Radio in iTunes and leaving a rating and review.